0: Hey there, you're listening to Leadership Unleashed with your host, Todd Bishop. If you like today's message, like, subscribe, and share. If you'd like to give feedback, email todd at toddbishop.tv. Enjoy today's teaching. Hey, everybody. My name is Todd Bishop. I'm the host of Leadership Unleashed, a podcast designed to help unleash the leader on the inside of you. I'm so glad you're joining us for this month's episode. Before we dive into that content today, I uh, just want to encourage you to check out toddbishop.tv for the latest and greatest on something that we have really launched deep into in 2022. It's the Unleashed Network. It's a network of relational churches uh, designed to resource and help equip, empower, and enable leaders to become what God has designed them to be. I hope you check it out. Check it out really quick. Todd Bishop. and click the little network tab and it'll be redirected right there to get some information about my new network where we do more than just events. We do coaching, consulting, and all that stuff in between. To our repeat listeners, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us on this journey one more time, and uh, I'm excited for this month's episode because we're going to be talking about the spirit of stupid versus the spirit of wisdom. Once again, the spirit of stupid versus the spirit of wisdom. I don't know if you're like me, but there are sometimes, as a leader, that I make foolish choices. I make decisions I shouldn't make. I say things I shouldn't make. I think things I shouldn't do. There's all these choices that we have in life, and sometimes our own stupidity gets in the way of God's call on our life. There's an interesting verse in Isaiah 19, 14 that says the Lord sent a spirit of foolishness on them. So all their suggestions were wrong. A spirit of foolishness. I wonder how many people today have a spirit of foolishness on them more often than they be willing to admit. They try something, it fails. They work here, it fails. Now, I'm not saying failure is inevitably a wrong thing. No, failure is the womb of success. In order to really succeed, you have to first fail. But I'm talking about where you just keep giving Foolish uh, decisions or responses or actions. So, in this, when you deep dive Isaiah 19, 14, you look at there's two words I want to, want to really look at spirit, which in the Hebrew is ruach, which means wind or breath. And then there's foolishness, which is to teach wandering, that there's a spirit of wandering. In other words, a spirit of going in circles there are leaders all across this planet whether you're in church whether you're in a nonprofit, whether you're in a business or a startup that it seems like they keep going in circles and circles and circles what is the definition of insanity it is doing the same exact thing expecting different results there are so many leaders who go in circles because circling is comfortable let me say that again circling is comfortable why because it's very familiar so the more circles you go in the more comfortable it is because you see the same rock a million times. You see the same picture a million times. So they circle, circle, circle. The problem is the more you circle, the more you create a cycle. And that circle that becomes a cycle is what will limit your leadership from becoming all that God's designed it to be. There are times I think many of us allow a spirit of foolishness to come on us and we go in circles. Now, when you examine uh, God's people, Egypt, which is where they were in bondage to slavery, it represents the world we leave. It's the world we leave behind. It's the world we walk away from. Here, God's people are now set free from slavery in Egypt. Where are they? They're wandering in the wilderness. Where did they want to go back to? Egypt. The moment they wanted to decide to go back to Egypt, guess what happened? The wandering really began. The wandering, well, it was easier back there. And then for 40 years, God's people just circled and circled and circled. Why? There was a spirit of foolishness that crept into them. It keeps you going in circles. And so, if you as a leader are continually going in circles, you have to ask yourself why. I think that's a legitimate question. Why do I keep going in circles? Why can't I advance? Why can't I progress? Why can't I move forward? What is keeping me in circles? And I think for many, it's a spirit of foolishness. It's a spirit of what I call stupidity. And, you know, in our church right now, we're experiencing incredible growth. We In Last year, we saw more decisions for Christ, more baptisms, uh, more people attending than in our previous years in the middle of a pandemic. And we call that stupid growth. We can't explain it. It's just growth that is taking place. Um, It's stupid growth because we're doing basically the same thing. So there are times when you have stupid growth and there are times when you have stupidity stupid growth is when you're growing you can't explain it stupidity is when you're not growing and you should be able to explain it how do you explain when you're not growing you have to ask yourself whatever it is whatever ministry program business you're a part of you have to ask yourself well what's keeping me from growing it's not just we're not growing you've got to ask what's keeping us from growing what is keeping us from doing what is keeping us from becoming. Why can't we hit our market sales in this quarter? And why haven't we been able to sell enough of this product? What is pausing our growth? For some, they're gonna find it's a marketing issue. For others, they're gonna discover it's a staffing issue. So often, if we keep going in circles, we create a cycle. And when you create a cycle, it's a lot harder to get out of that to really develop who you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to become. See, the world system is always about just keep going, keep going, keep going, and hopefully eventually one day the results will catch up. The word system is about keeping you in a direction, a direction toward your potential, a direction toward your destiny. Um, a friend of ours, Ed Young, says this all the time, if something ain't broke, break it. In other words, if something seems to be working really well, but it's not getting you to advance, maybe you need to ask yourself the ultimate question, why am I unwilling to make an adjustment here? Why am I unwilling to make a change? I've learned that most leaders will not make an adjustment because they created what it is. In other words, it's a little bit of pride. Well, I made that. I did that. I tried this. And here's what I've learned. I've been leading now almost 27 years, pastoring uh, my own church with my bride for the last 14. Here's what I've learned. I ain't as smart as I think I am. I am... Overwhelmed at times with a spirit of stupidity where I'll just repeat my same mistakes and I'll have to catch myself or I fall back into the same patterns and I've got to walk myself back from them and I have to remind myself, wait a minute, if those patterns kept you from being, why would you keep going back to them if you want to be? Does that make sense? And so what I have to do is I have to constantly say, wait, That pattern was not healthy, and it did not help me advance. So I have to then ultimately make a decision to get out of the spirit of stupid. I have to make wise choices. I have to stop in the cycle and the circles that I go through. And sometimes that literally means in order to break a cycle, I've got to change some circles. So here's some circles you might need to change. Circle of where you're learning from. Where are you drawing your major learnings? If you're in the business world, read some business books. If you're hanging out with people that are in businesses that are not thriving and you're expecting to get wisdom from them, it might not be the best place to go. Get around some successful people. If you're in church life and you're looking to, you're a church of 300, but you'll want to be a church of a thousand, start hanging out with leaders that lead a church of a thousand so you can learn from them, glean from them and grow as a result of what they have done. The challenge is most people are too lazy to do that. We don't want to rub shoulders with people that are better than us because we don't want to admit someone's better than us. So we allow this spirit of stupid, which leads to a spirit of pride, to keep us from becoming all that God's designed us to be. It's a going in circles. And too many leaders simply... Just go in circles, and here's what I know. The more circles you go in, the less people will follow you. So you've gotta be able to guard the circle of where you're learning. You also have to guard the circle of who you're learning from. Spirit reproduces spirit. It's not just that you're getting good information, you got to guard who you're getting your information from, where you're getting your information from, because they're not just uh, unloading on you information, they're also unloading on you attitude, and spirit, and heart, and passion, so be very cautious of your learnings, be very cautious of the who, and then be, be very, very cautious of the environment you put yourself in you got to stop circling around the same environments so you got to protect yourself from them because if you keep getting caught in those three circles you'll end up in the same cycle and i don't know about you but i had one time my washing machine every every time we put it on what get a du du alert on it it was a samsung and it get a du it meant it was unbalanced i don't know du because there was something wrong and it would just keep running and running and running you know what that was a water bill increase that was other things that went up so the reality is um that cycle cost me something and that cycle of leadership in stupidity will cost you something it'll cost you sweat equity it'll cost you relational equity it'll cost you financial equity so In order to walk away from the spirit of stupidity, we've got to actually ask God for a spirit of wisdom, for a spirit of wisdom, because the opposite of stupid is smart, the opposite of foolishness is wisdom. Paul said this in Ephesians 1, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom so that you may know him better. I know this, the closer I get to Jesus, the closer I get to the Father, the more wise I am. When I'm disconnected from Him, when I'm missing a devotional day, when I'm rushing through to, let me just get my time in with Him, and then I got to move on to something else, I find my wisdom quotient is a lot lower. Paul was saying, I'm praying that the glorious Father would give you a spirit of wisdom. Notice, it's a spirit. Spirit, same word, rauch. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. It's something that God puts in you. Why are some people so wise in life and leadership? I think it's because God puts a spirit on the inside of them. I love what the prophet said in Isaiah, and the spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of interceding—excuse uh, me, of knowledge and favor in the Lord. Listen, let me give you a couple thoughts right out of that verse in Isaiah. It says this: First, it says He'll give you a spirit of wisdom. Wisdom is about decision making. You've got to be able to make the right decisions with your life. How's your decision process? When's the last time you asked someone under you? Did you understand how I made that decision? Did you understand why I made that decision? Did you understand how that decision helps our organization? So he says, hey, there's a spirit that can rest on all of us. It's a spirit of wisdom. It's decision-making. Then he says, you also get a spirit of understanding. That means discernment. That's the capacity to know without knowing. You discern it. You, you You can't say, I know it because I learned it. It's just God supernaturally gives you that feeling that that's not right or this is the path you need to walk in. We call that sometimes our gut feeling. Well, in my gut, it says this. Well, that's, for the Christian, that's discernment. And we need that as leaders, as pastors, as business owners, as entrepreneurs. Discernment. It says, with this spirit of wisdom, not only do you get decision-making, not only do you get good discernment, but you also get counsel or good advice. You get a spirit of good advice. In other words, you're surrounding yourself with the right voices, but you're also becoming the right voice. Now, Most people that act foolishly, it's because they walk out of good advice. The Bible says this, there's wisdom in a multitude of counselors. In other words, the more people you surround yourself, the more wisdom you're bringing into your life. The more advice you are getting, the more you're gleaning from others who may have been there before, or those who are there, or those who one day will be there. Prophet Isaiah also said, you get a spirit of might. That word there means strength for action. In other words, if God's going to bring you to it, God's going to give you the strength to get through it. If he's going to put an opportunity in front of you or a business venture in front of you or another campus at your church in front of you, he's going to give you the strength to accomplish it. You can't second guess it. You've just got to trust it because he puts his spirit of wisdom, which comes with decision-making, discernment, godly advice, strength for action. But he also says he gives you a spirit of knowledge that is perception. There are some people that can just perceive things in a moment. I'm not one of those guys. It takes me time to process. I'm not a perceiver. I'm a processor. I'm not a perceiver. I'm a processor. I need time to process. There are some that just perceive it, and that's why I pray every day, God, give me the anointing of the sons of Issachar where I could discern, perceive the signs of the times. How's your perception? ask yourself, how's your perception? Because your perception will reveal whether you're walking in a spirit of stupidity or a spirit of wisdom. But then he says this, not only do you get decision-making ability, discernment, advice, strength for action, and good perception, but he also says you will have the fear of the Lord extreme reverence for god in other words you want to live your life so high and elevated that you honor god in every area of your life in business in your spiritual life in your relationships, in your parenting skills, with your spouse, with your parents, uh, with classmates, with co-workers. You want to actually honor God so much that everybody around you can visibly see the hand of God on your life and the hand of God working through your life. Spirit of stupid, spirit of wisdom. The question has to be, which spirit do you desire more? The evidence of which one you desire more is revealed in are you foolishly going in circles or are you walking with good decision making, strong discernment, healthy advice, strength for action, godly perception, and an extreme reverence for God. If you could check yourself on those areas, you would easily determine, I would easily determine whether I'm walking in a spirit of wisdom or a spirit of stupidity. The challenges most leaders Don't realize they're walking in a spirit of stupidity until it's too late. And that's why we need accountability. We need people in our lives that are going to speak to us and sometimes speak for us. There are moments and seasons where we can't even speak for ourselves. We need someone who has good, godly wisdom that's going to speak to our stupidity and sometimes just slap us appropriately and say, hey, you got to get out of that funk. You're you're just going in circles. You're going in circles. Leaders going in circles will never have followers. Leaders going in circles will never have leaders coming alongside them either. either. But those who are walking with a spirit of wisdom where God has breathed on them, they're making good decisions. You know what you're going to attract? good decision makers. You're living with discernment. You're gonna attract other discerning leaders. You're giving good advice. Guess what? godly people are going to come around you and give you good advice. You feel like man, I'm strong. You're going to you're going to attract strength. If you're not a 10, you're not going to attract 10s. If you're living like you're a 5 as a leader, you're going to attract fours and threes. God has given you strength for action when you walk in wisdom. He also says, "Hey, if you're acting with good perception, if you're able to perceive things quickly, you're going to attract people that have good perception. And if you have a fear of God, a reverence for God and his presence over your life and in your life, then you're going to attract people just like that. I learned this principle years and years ago. You teach what you know, but you reproduce who you are. When you are living and leading with a spirit of wisdom, you will attract and reproduce those who are living and leading with a spirit of wisdom. But if you're acting foolish, if a spirit of foolishness is on you, you will attract foolish leaders and your organization, your ministry, your church, your nonprofit will only go as far as your stupidity. So here's my challenge today. Don't let a spirit of stupidity keep you from your destiny. Ask God today to help you walk in wisdom. God bless you. Wow, that was so good. If you enjoyed today's teaching, why don't you go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a future message. Also, follow Todd Bishop on social media. We'll see you next episode. Don't forget to unleash the leader in you.